welcome to the podcast guys this is sachit i'm suraj and i'm mahir and this is lights out and away we go hi guys we have an interesting one for you today surely we all know a bit too well about the mercedes and lewis hamilton dominance during this hybrid era of engines in fact it has reached a point where it is hard to imagine a podium without the german or the british national anthems playing probably explains why we collectively jumped with joy when pierre gasly took the win at monza this year or when carlos sainz was promoted to the podium after hamilton's penalty last year at brazil a bit sadistic not denying but that's sadly what unbridled dominance in any sport does to the fans so today we three are going to share our own hypothetical ideas as to how the last 7 years of the sport could have panned out had uh, lewis hamilton never joined mercedes in the first place so before we get underway i think it would be fair to shed some light on the background of this move now hamilton had been a part of the mclaren driver academy since his young days he was supremely successful in uh, the junior and the feeder series leading up to his debut in f1 and talking about his debut his very first season in f1 the 2007 world championship season saw one of the best ever rookie performances hamilton in the mclaren mercedes team was set to win the title till the very last race in brazil where kimi raikkonen in the red of ferrari prevailed and snatched the win from him in the very very last second in fact uh, lewis made amends the very next season by beating kimi's teammate felipe massa in a similarly heartbreaking fashion at brazil and took the big w the following years though saw intermittent success for lewis he won quite a few races but was overshadowed by a certain seb in the red bull and fernando alonso in the ferrari um up and coming meanwhile was a certain mercedes amg f1 team in fact it wasn't a brand new side mercedes had bought over ross brown's legendary 2009 championship winning team more on the brown gp team in another episode for sure there's a lot to cover about that one so this german team the mercedes amg team was about as doisha as it gets it had two german drivers in michael schumacher and nico rosberg schumacher of course was well and truly an old man by now into his 40s uh, so this was actually a return to the sport for him after he retired in 2006 following a stupidly successful stint with ferrari Rosberg on the other hand was this pretender who also happened to be Lewis's nemesis since his early days in karting. Understandably Schumacher was well past his prime and was consistently beaten by Rosberg. So at the end of his 3-year contract with Mercedes in 2012 he decided to call it quits once and for all. This ladies and gentlemen was a seminal moment in the history of F1. not only because its most decorated child was hanging up his boots or should i say his steering wheel but because it was the start of another equally if not more successful period for a team and a driver in the sport yes guys this is when lewis hamilton mbe decided to take the leap of faith and join what was just an above average team at the time and help transform it into a force that over the past 7 years has forged an objective definition to now what is popularly known as formula 1.5 or the rest of the grid Now the three of us aim to hypothesize what could have been had Hamilton decided to keep his cards close to his chest and not join Mercedes. Just a disclaimer though, we haven't discussed our theories with each other, so I'm looking forward to what Maher and Suraj have to say. Let's just hope that our ideas do not coincide. 
so why don't you get us started boys mahir suraj so thanks thanks for that overview sachit i think it captured uh, that moment really really well uh, just a pointer in case some of you guys got a bit confused mclaren mercedes was the name of the team back then because mercedes was mclaren's engine supplier so mercedes amg was a separate team and mclaren mercedes was a separate team it's kind of like how you hear McLaren Renault today or or Red Bull Honda the engine supplier tends to get added to the team's name so now that we've got that out of the way um i'm really excited to to get into the into what i think might have happened but before i get into get into like the specifics of you know um which driver went where or what i thought would have happened in the championship i would like to like just mention that in my opinion like i think from 2014 to 2016 i still think mercedes would have been the dominant team but i do think uh, and you know we will come to that eventually but i do think that 2017 and 2018 would have been ferrari's year based on the driver lineup changes that i have predicted so i don't think we would have seen the sort of dominance we see now like mercedes would have been they had a huge head start with the engine uh, the turbo hybrid era started with a bang for them because they just figured that out the best out of anyone but i do think that you know not having lewis hamilton there to build the car like he's arguably the best guy to develop that car uh, so i do think that has an effect on the team and that in general they wouldn't have been as dominant as they are today so guys feel free to cut me off anytime um you, you know if you have a question about or you or you disagree or you want to kind of press me on something so let's let's get started um uh so okay yeah so i think in 2013 like lewis if he decides not to go to mercedes what were his options i mean pretty much nothing right i think he sticks with mclaren because frankly in 2012 mclaren was still winning races and you know many people said they should have arguably won the championship but they just goofed it up by messing up pit stops and strategies all year long so i do think that lewis would have stuck with mclaren for at least 2013 and i don't see the 2013 season actually changing too much like i i still think vettel and weber would have dominated or you know vettel would have still won the title i think kimi at lotus he would have still done his thing and been really good that year uh, alonso would have been really good at ferrari and i i don't predict too many changes for the 2013 season but the only change i guess is that sergio perez never really moves to mclaren in this year and and hamilton stays but mclaren have a terrible car So going into this 2014 and in this new era I think by now Lewis is like frustrated because he's already spoken about how the team didn't used to incorporate his feedback they were really like stubborn because of all the success they've had in the past so I think um get ready for it guys I think in 20 2014 Felipe Massa is dropped by Ferrari and in the real you know what actually happened was Kimi filled that seat but I'm going for the blockbuster move of Lewis Hamilton and Fernando Alonso in that 2014 ferrari once better wife side yeah also kimi together sorry alonso and hamilton together again <laughs> exactly and i i thought i thought long and hard about this cuz you know the team any team would know that putting those two together is probably a recipe for disaster in the long run but but i do think that ferrari want you know at this point they're thinking like this this formula of having a number one and number two driver isn't working out because all these years alonso is piling up the points and massa is just nowhere so if you look at the drivers available yes kimi's just had a really good year but i think everyone knows what sort of a driver lewis is and he has age on his side as well so i would predict that that would be the biggest uh, move for 2014 and 
you know, I've missed out on something. 2013, who would have taken that other Mercedes seat, right? Who fills Michael Schumacher's shoes? I'm going with something which I really think actually would have happened. I think Nico Hulkenberg does step in and makes it an all-German dream team. You know, a German car with two German drivers. We should have discussed, Mayer. We should have discussed. You took my move. <laughs> oh, tr- trust me, Satsit. It's going to get a little wild later on. <laughs> but um, yeah, so in 2013, I think Hulkenberg joins Rosberg and, and it doesn't really change much. Like I think Mercedes are an average team that year. But heading into 2014, where does Kimi go now that I've put Lewis alongside Fernando? Well, I think he goes exactly where Hamilton left. I think Kimi returns to McLaren for that year because frankly, Lotus didn't pay him his salary at the end of 2013. So there's just no way he stays with that team. Um, those are the two big changes. Uh, the rest of 2014, um, I don't really predict anything else. Like, Vettel and Ricciardo are together at Red Bull and I still think Ricciardo beats Vettel. That actually did happen. But here's the most important thing, guys, and maybe you could chip in with your opinion after this. I think if Rosberg and Hulkenberg were teammates in 2014, I've got Nico Rosberg winning the title. What, what do you think? Yeah, for sure. I agree with that completely. Yep. And... Yeah, and I also see, like, since Ferrari has these two guys driving, I think their car development does improve, like, so moving into the 2016 season, I guess talking about some of the other teams, you know, I mentioned Kimi, I had him moving to McLaren. I think the McLaren Honda, we all know, it turned out to be a disaster and I don't see that changing because the Honda engine was bad to start off with. So in 2016, I think Jensen Button retires, in my opinion, I feel like, I just feel like it just doesn't work out. I don't see him continuing, even though he did actually race the 2016 season. And at McLaren, filling his boots, I've got Nico Hulkenberg, who um, once he left Mercedes... Uh, oh, oh, so I haven't mentioned that yet, actually. After the 2015 season, I've got Hulkenberg leaving Mercedes. So there's another big move okay. coming up uh, because he's, you know, he's, he's just gotten beaten by Rosberg two years in a row. Nico Rosberg is now a two-time world champ in my eyes. I mean, he's gotten beaten two years in a row by Perez as well and he didn't yeah. move, so… <laughs> oh wait, I, I mean, I just had one question on your 2015 theory. Like, given the sort of animosity, if you want to call it that, between Hamilton and Alonso within the same team, do you think that could potentially cause problems to deny them the constructors? Um, really good question that, but I think that, you know, it's kind of like, I look at 2007, there were so many problems, but… The two of them were both in the title fight by Tucker by Crook, so I've got a similar, you know, similar opinion of what might happen. But yeah, I'm going to come to that in a bit. Actually, I I don't foresee this partnership continuing for too long. Um, mm. In in 2016, the mega move or the major talking point, which I think might have happened. So by now, Seb is like frustrated at Red Bull, and there's an opening at Mercedes. And well, we've got another all-German lineup. I'm going for. Nico Rosberg and Sebastian Vettel as teammates in 2016. Oh I mean, we all know, we know that they love that <laughs> Toto Wolf. You know, they, they've they've kind of shown publicly before that they respect Seb a lot. So I I really think it's it's something that might have actually happened. Um, and I do think that this is the season where Alonso and Hamilton it just completely goes wrong for them. Like you know, they have a lot of incidents or whatever. And I I do think at the end of the season Alonso decides to leave. So. <laughs> Hamilton, I mean, it's a long you know, time coming, right? Fernando Alonso, according to your theory, has been in Ferrari for what seven, eight years, and that's yeah. asking a lot from Fernando. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I do have him leaving. Hamilton's the younger guy. Ferrari want to focus on the future. And I did mention that after getting dropped from Mercedes, I think Hulkenberg secures a drive at McLaren, even though the car isn't doing too great. 
the championship in my opinion i've seen you know sepp when he changes teams be it from toro rosso to red bull or or red bull to ferrari in actual life he just gets some sort of a boost so i have sepp winning the 2016 drivers championship simply because i think he just comes in and he just has a mega year and i do consider him to be a better driver than nico rosberg who and mercedes was really dominant in 2016 and you combine that with ferrari's problems uh, i do think that um, Mercedes dominate this year and they win both the titles. Uh, as for Vettel leaving Red Bull, I had Danny Kvyat take his place, which is kind of what normally happened as well. And I and I'm sticking to the theory of how Red Bull demoted him and promoted Max Verstappen. So the, I I think that happens as well. Max Verstappen eventually does drive for Red Bull in, in 2016. But here's where things go wild. <laughs> in 2017, I think Max Verstappen has always mentioned, and so has his father, that driving for Ferrari is kind of like a dream. So when Alonso leaves Ferrari, I've got Max Verstappen snapped up oh. at Ferrari now. And <laughs> it's, it's, it's Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen. I mean, Ferrari's looking to the future. Charles Leclerc is not yet on the scene. So they've snapped him up before he actually, you know, secures a long-term deal at Red Bull. Because he was essentially a replacement in the previous year. Uh, Rosberg and Vettel are still together. But in 2017, the kind of car Ferrari had, the type of driver we know Lewis is, I think Lewis wins the driver's title. Um, he just, he manages to sustain and, and, you know, kind of take the driver's title. But I've got Mercedes with Rosberg and Vettel who are really, really consistent, um, winning the Constructors' Championship. And where does Alonso go? Well. It seems a bit unlikely, but I've heard that Alonso has spoken with Red Bull in the past on multiple occasions. They're also looking for a top driver because at this point, you know, they don't really have a youth academy going on for them. So, I've got Alonso and Ricciardo together at Red Bull. Uh, and yeah, Kimi and Hulk still together at McLaren. And yes, so now going into 2018, right? So, now you've got Charles Leclerc on the scene. Where does he go? Because Ferrari is just stacked in my opinion. like. It's Hamilton and Max Verstappen. And I don't think it's a problem yet because Max was really inconsistent initially. So, he's not really on Lewis's level just yet, but he's getting there. And in 2018, we all know Ferrari had a good car. So, I do think that they win both the drivers and the constructors. And I've got Hamilton winning that one again. Though this time, I, I really think that Max pushes him close and we get a, we get a really good fight. Um, as for Red Bull, I think... Um, you know, Alonso, he's, he's kind of like, it's kind of like what Ricciardo and Verstappen actually did in real life. Like, he's going to always be there or thereabouts, but not really in contention. But the biggest driver move I had in 2018 was, I've got Rosberg retiring after 2017. You know, I think he's, by this time, he's done. So, in 2018, I've put Danny Ricciardo oh. alongside Vettel in Mercedes, because who else, uh, you know, <laughs> who else are they going to put there? So... Um, there's no other top driver who's really available, like, you know, top, top class driver. So, uh, and in 2018, I feel like Leclerc, he has to make a decision to step outside the Ferrari Academy. So, he goes and pushes for a seat at McLaren and Kimi goes to Alfa Romeo or Sauber. So, Kimi moves to where he actually is now and I've got Leclerc and Hulkenberg at McLaren. Um, and I, like I mentioned, I, I think Lewis would win the win the Drivers' Championship and Ferrari would win the Constructors. So, to sum it up, going into 2019, I've got Leclerc and Norris. Now, Lando Norris makes his entry into the sport. Um, at Ferrari, I've got Hamilton and Max Verstappen, which is absolutely deadly lineup. At Mercedes, it's Vettel and Ricciardo. At Red Bull, 
uh, it's Gasly and Sainz. So Alonso has like retired, like just like he did in real life. Because he's just, you know, he's not getting a. His aim is to win a drivers' championship, and he's really not getting that. So, Plus that Honda engine is coming back, so you know what he's going to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, you you really you really read that right. You really read that right. <laughs> so yeah, Honda would never want Alonso like that. Just doesn't work. So neither would he want them. And so I put him retiring because he has nowhere to go. Um, yeah, and Vettel and Ricciardo and the Mercedes. I do think Mercedes are super dominant in 2019. Like Vettel finds his groove, but you know the Danny Rick fan in me has said that Danny Rick wins his world championship. <laughs> His first world title in 2019. He's beaten Seb before, so I think he's going to be able to do that again. In 2020, I think you know after Vettel's beaten by Ricciardo and he's probably had a dip in form, uh, Mercedes decide to invest in the future and the lineup is Leclerc and Ricciardo at Mercedes. Um, by this time, Ferrari is like on the edge with Hamilton and Max Verstappen, but I've still got them together because they're not really fighting for a title yet. So. Yeah, I still think they managed to hold up. At Red Bull, I've got Gasly and Sainz. I think they're pretty evenly matched, so Gasly never gets demoted. Um, Bottas and Hulkenberg at Renault, and Vettel and Norris at McLaren. What's the World Championship count like then, guys? So I did this. Yeah, I worked it out. According to according to this, uh, Seb takes a couple of championships more, right? So I think Seb moves to. I think Hamilton has three by the end of this. He wins two more with Ferrari after one with McLaren. So Hamilton's on three. Seb is on six. He's beaten Rosberg two times in a row. So I've got no, sorry. Seb is on five. Hamilton is on three. Danny Rick is on one. One. Yeah, and Rosberg is on two because he won two times against Nico Hulkenberg. Wow, this photo yeah. looked real different, wouldn't it? I'm I'm just surprised that you haven't given one more title to Alonso. I mean, I tried real hard, but you know, I didn't want to go too far down the wishful thinking list. I do think his knack of making wrong decisions like does still haunt him. So, um, yeah, I I couldn't give Alonso another title. I just couldn't manage to pick them. Okay. How about you? That's about it. What's if if there are any differences in. Your prediction? What is it like? Um, well, so I was a little bit biased because so um, I mean I'd read a uh, so Lawrence Barreto had interviewed uh, Sergio Perez I think two weeks ago, and there Perez had actually revealed some information that I don't know if it was talked about before. So he talked about how um, uh, when Schumacher was hanging his boots up uh, for Mercedes when he was at Mercedes, uh, Perez was Mercedes' second choice to fill that seat. So I think if Hamilton doesn't go to Mercedes and he stays at McLaren, then we see Perez in the Mercedes seat uh, with Rosberg. And I think Perez is a fantastic driver, and he he gives Rosberg a run for his money in that first season. But just because Rosberg is Rosberg, he gets the title then. I do agree that Perez is a top top driver, but he was at uh, Sauber Ferrari, right? Right before he shifted uh, yeah, yeah. to McLaren. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So probably his Ferrari ties could have got him that Ferrari seat. Of course, that requires somebody to be displaced from Ferrari. And uh, given how Felipe Massa was really not living up to Alonso's performances, it would probably he who's getting the sack. So like Mahir, I have uh, Massa getting kicked out and Hamilton coming in, and then. 
and then again <laughs> so i i did a bit of research and i tried figuring out why alonso left ferrari and it was apparently because he was tired of coming second place and he wanted to try something different like how hamilton tried in real life moving to mercedes from mclaren so i have that same move happening where alonso moves to mclaren in order to try something different and we have and, and we have sebastian vettel joining ferrari like he does in real life so you have hamilton and vettel in the same team at ferrari uh your perez and uh, rosberg at uh, um, mercedes and i guess not much else changes but i mean it's anyone's guess how i mean between the two uh, hamilton and vettel who gets like the drivers championship and stuff but i think ferrari just dominate then from then on because of just unbelievable driver lineup okay. well, i think i'd give the edge to lewis but i think in the first couple of years like seb is also giving him a run for the money but given how everything's panned out in real life it's hard to see lewis not beat him every year so um, of course hulkenberg has received a lot of media attention for his recent escapades in f1 this year and i think it was brought to light by toto wolf that he will be uh, he that they actually considered him to replace michael schumacher right like mahir mentioned so yeah even i think it's it's a real possibility that Nico Rosberg it's an all Nico all German lineup in in the German team and it is see it is no secret that Lewis helped Mercedes become the power that they now are just as much as he was helped by Mercedes in becoming as successful as he is so i don't think it would be fair to assume that Mercedes would have um, guaranteed such unrestrained success if you will to any person who drove for them but i do think that uh, this <laughs> Nico Hulkenberg's record does come to an end. <laughs> Maher mentioned a possibility where Nico Rosberg continues in the sport and wins a couple of world titles early on. I think 2014 and 15 was when he mentioned. Now, yeah. uh, what my theory is that he takes the 2014 title, is content with it, wants to start his YouTube career a bit prematurely. <laughs> <laughs> and now now he's out and um, Well, I think uh, the two of you really summed it up beautifully. You listed all the possibilities of the top drivers today taking the good seats in F1. So maybe I could sum it up like um, in 2015, like right after the 2014 season when um, Nico Rosberg announces his retirement. Vettel is pretty much the prime candidate, right? Like he's ruled the beginning of the 2010s. Plus, his contract at Red Bull was running out anyway, and like he was getting beaten by Danny Rick in that 2014 season. Just imagine Sebastian Vettel to a Mercedes, who set up a car perfectly to his liking, and who knows, 10 World Championship titles to Seb Vettel. Scary proposition, considering in 2013 itself, like people were so tired of him, they were booing him for winning races. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i think i think the entire point of this discussion was um how fans could have been happier during this time so recommending 10 world championship titles for seb really doesn't yeah. make it <laughs> yeah. a good prospect right another obvious name is fernando alonso like he absolutely put that ferrari car in places that it wasn't supposed to be in right and it's a no brainer that he would have seen a couple of years of success at least in that uh, mercedes seat unless of course he brings disorder in quite the fashion that only alonso can 
Now, I guess I have one last hypothetical question to ask, or maybe a real-life question to ask you guys, and it's just a binary yes or no question. So, do you guys think that the Merck dominance will continue in 2022 with the, you know, with the new rule changes? I am gonna have to say no, just for my own <laughs> sake, because I won't be able to stand it. <laughs> yeah, I can't agree with Mahir more. Let's let's make it happen. I mean, let's not make it happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my exactly. hope is that because you know you have teams like McLaren and Renault that have been operating on that you know sub 170 million budget uh, or thereabout, that they might have an upper hand. Um, but there's also the fact that you know you have Mercedes who have put in years of engineering, so it might be possible for them to just cut back and use that previously acclaimed knowledge. Absolutely. So I guess that should wrap it up, guys. It was real fun recording it. Hopefully you have fun listening to it too. Um, also, we are available on multiple platforms right now: Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, to name a few. So please do drop us some feedback if you like to. We'll see you next time on Lights Out.